0: hello and welcome to today's episode of the dallas christian college leadership podcast i'm your host scott Spees, the director of advancement here at dcc and we want to thank you for joining us as we kick off a new series for 2023 which we have titled our calling the mission statement for dallas christian college states that we educate and mentor students to be people of influence engaging in their calling to the work of christ in the church and in the world And helping students find their God-given calling is a crucial part of their spiritual growth experience here at the college. And we thought it would be great for you to hear from some of our faculty, department chairs, and coaches as they are the ones really on the front lines who are helping our students identify that calling in their life. For this first episode, we are pleased to once again have Dr. Eddie Sanders sharing with us. Dr. Sanders has been spearheading our podcast series over the past year and is finishing his sixth year as chair of the Practical Ministries Department here at DCC. Eddie, you're the one who came up with this idea of having our department chair share about their calling and passion for their area of ministry, and so I'm going to let you introduce this podcast series and lay the ground for, uh, for what our listeners can expect in the coming months.
1: Thanks, Scott. Yes, for the last year, we've looked at scriptural passages and themes. We've tried to put those in biblical and contemporary contexts. We continue to believe that Scripture speaks relevant messages. Those messages impact our lives. We experience God. We change. We see the world differently. And that's the Spirit working through Scripture in our lives. When those changes add up and put a person on a trajectory... That's calling. I think when we use the word calling around here quite a bit, that's that's what we're getting at. When God's changes in our lives put us on a certain trajectory. Let me share mine. I grew up in church every week. In later high school, biblical passage started to impact me. Still to this day, I remember reading Luke's version of Jesus' Do Not Worry. I was arrested sitting there reading it. It was the Spirit. After that, with many mistakes along the way, I engaged Scripture and serving in ministry more. God had my attention, and He was getting it more and more. Looking back, it was clearly the Spirit leading leading me on a certain trajectory. I attended a state university for a year, got involved in a campus ministry, and really enjoyed it. But in quiet moments, I knew that I wanted to explore the Bible, ministry, and teaching the Bible, preaching the Bible more. I transferred from that university and went to a Christian college very similar to this one. I took a youth internship, and after a few months, I dreaded going to that position. <laughs> it was a good experience, though, and I worked hard, but I didn't fit that youth ministry aspect. It, it just wasn't for me, then in a last-minute situation, a small church on the north side of Atlanta needed a preacher. I worked on a text, worked up a sermon, and preached. I can still remember standing in the pulpit and thinking, this feels right. On the very first one, I just I felt that. From that point forward, I said, I want to learn everything I can about preaching, teaching, serving in a church. I, I, I want to know as much as I can. I, I, I want to do this. I went to grad school and studied the Old Testament. I followed that up by doing my doctorate. I studied preaching during my doctorate. During this time, I worked in a few different churches. So what's my calling? Through that work, through that journey, my calling is to tell God's story and help others find their role in it. That's where my job here at the college and my spirituality meet. That's the trajectory I've been on that's the trajectory god has had me on and where i've met him over and over and over how does this relate to dallas christian college and our series our calling well dcc's mission is all about calling as you hear at the conclusion of each episode the practical ministries department is designed to train and educate folks who see their work in the church church related ministries and nonprofit christian organization It goes beyond that, but that's that's the general direction. God has spoken most clearly through His Son, as expressed in Scripture, and a response is needed on the part of every person, every organization. You have to respond. DCC's response is that we are in the business of educating students to serve, preach, lead, lead worship, develop curriculum, etc. in the practical ministries department. That's what this area is about. The list is much longer than that, but that's the general direction. For the practical ministries area, we do this in three ways. First, I want every student leaving the practical ministries department to lead contextually relevant ministries. What does that mean? Well, that means applying God's Word in situations where people connect. In short, we don't want to make God or Scripture or church boring. For example, in our small group ministry class, one area we work very hard is the ability to lead small groups with conversations that matter. In a world, and to quote Kenny Chesney, where we are all trapped in our phones and we can't make it stop, people find significance with meaningful conversations. It's tough to accomplish, but it's necessary, and it's very biblical. Does that make sense, Scott?
0: Yeah, it does. And I think uh, you know, as I uh, think about even the own my own department that I get to speak into, and we're going to talk about it here in another couple of weeks. But uh, that idea of of sharing. Uh, kind of rubbing off each other and le- and learning from one another is is one of the unique aspects of, of the mentoring and equipping. It's not just book knowledge. It's not just head knowledge. And you know that's one of the things I hear so much from uh, preachers and and, uh, and churches that are are partners with us in ministry is that. We need to continue uh, to do a better job of uh, getting our students prepared for what ministry looks like in 2023. And it's way different than it looked like in 1950 when this school was founded. So I, th- I think you're right on there in, in some of those
1: observations. Yep. So when you walk through the Practical Ministries program, you will learn how to lead and you will leave wanting to lead contextually relevant ministries. Second, every student should be able to communicate biblical and theological concepts accurately. Every person on this planet has a philosophy of life and a worldview. Businesses, organizations, and all other groups of people having driving principles, even if they're even if they're not clearly stated, something drives everything. For DCC and the Practical Ministries Department, we accomplish those principles through interpreting Scripture accurately and then applying them. Uh, In in short, uh, the Bible drives what we do. Third, you have to be spiritually prepared for life. We work hard on that in the practical ministries department. What is spirituality? That's, That's a word we hear a lot about. Well, there's not time for that here, but the short answer is the believer's life empowered by God through his inner working. In short, spirituality is God at work in all areas of our life. Spirituality is what guides you. As a Christian, we know that it is the Spirit of God guiding us day in and day out. A contemporary parallel that you hear a lot about today is resilience. Resilience is how a person, through their core values and beliefs, traverses the challenges in life and grows as a result. I'm always thrilled, and I've come to expect, that a student finishing a year or their degree at DCC walks away spiritually stronger. They're deeper. They're thinking spiritually. And hopefully, as a result, they're trying to improve their servanthood. One of my favorite quotes is from John Goldingay, speaking about Old Testament leaders. He concludes that the Old Testament lays before us a vision of servanthood. We've talked about this in another episode, but leadership is a buzzword. We need it. We talk about it. We explore it. We try to figure it out. But when the dust settles, Scripture communicates a message of serving. That flows right from the spiritual component in the practical ministries department. Jesus modeled and encouraged all of us to be a servant and serve as much as possible. That's the groundwork he demonstrated. Serve. In a world of influencers, I I just can't help but wonder if we're better off serving. There are not a shortage at all. There's just not a shortage of opportunities where we can serve. Okay, Where, where are we? The Practical Ministries Department here at DCC strives to help folks find their calling through contextually relevant ministry methodologies that are biblically based. A person the program strives to serve and is spiritually deep. Does, does that make sense? I, I know that was a lot.
0: Yeah, it does, and I love your uh, your emphasis on service. And I'm going to touch on that here in a couple of weeks when when I share. I think one of the, that that is is one of the hardest characteristics to develop in an 18, 19, 20-year-old, especially when our world is so focused on achieving uh finding positions of influence and leadership it's you know it's almost like uh the mother of james and john coming and say let my uh, let my sons be uh you know your ceo and cfo and and everything will be great and and jesus turns that all around and says that you know who wants to be the greatest of you must be the least and and that, again, I think is one of the distinctives of our program here at DCC. But boy, is it is it hard to teach. And it, it's hard to do it in the practical ministries area. It's very hard to do it in the athletic arena. Uh, when a, an athlete has to learn to defer to someone else and let them have their moment in the spotlight on the court or on the baseball field, the soccer field, whatever that looks like. and uh, But those are life lessons that I think are extremely important. So, yeah, I think you're, again, hitting right on what our mission purpose is. Uh, again, it's not easy, but that's what we're called to do.
1: Yes, and, and it is hard to develop in the younger generation. And I'll tell you, as a 43-year-old, it's difficult to develop. In my life, just our world, our culture pushes at us a me-first mentality, and that's not going to change.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And in the same I, way,
0: I, we're— Yeah, when I talk to uh, churches all the time, I said, you know, we, we're amazed that somehow for this uh, 10.30 to 11.30 hour— uh, people don't leave the me first attitude at the door. I, I, I said there, <laughs> there's nothing in our society that uh, you know demonstrates that or affirms that. Everything is if you're not satisfied at a restaurant, you send your food back. If they mess up you know your clothing at the cleaners, you get a refund. If you don't like what you buy online and it doesn't fit, you return it. And so everything is designed to serve me. And ministry is designed to serve other people, and I think that's the
1: challenge. Yep. So how do we accomplish contextually relevant ministry? How do we have biblical principles that matter? How do we serve and have spirituality that's deep? Well, there's a long list to to answer that question, but I just want to hit two, it's a fairly straightforward bachelor's degree with exams, classes, papers, and plenty more. But two areas that I believe are helpful for our, for our world are small groups and primality. Small groups first. The Practical Ministries classes are largely small group format. What I've noticed more and more these days is just how much lecturing is going on and how little listening is actually happening. There's just not much listening. I mean, lecturing in a formal sense and then a negative sense, like don't lecture me about texting and driving, for example. Something powerful happens when you sit around and see others' faces that are joyful or sharing a struggle or in need of something. When you see that, that impacts everyone involved. Jonathan Shea. A psychologist has spoken and written extensively on moral injury. One of the ways he suggests warriors have healed in ancient Greece and Rome and throughout the ages since then was sitting in amphitheaters together. This is a completely secular approach. And his conclusion is those warriors would see the pain in their comrades' faces, feel validated, and move towards healing together. Now this is my interpretation of what he's argued but those warriors would see pain see struggle see healing see hope on their on their fellow warriors faces and they would slowly move toward healing together i think small groups are a fertile land for that to happen that's the place where authenticity and vulnerability can happen the second way we accomplish what we've set out to in the Practical Ministries Department, is something I call primality. The term comes from Blake Snyder's Save the Cat. It's a screenwriting book that was introduced to me, what may, and what it showed me was what makes good stories and movies work. What makes them work? Well, it's when the story is primal. What does this mean? <laughs> it means the basic motivation for a hero to succeed it focuses on needs wants and desires i know that's abstract let me make it practical for example think of home alone everybody's seen this movie hopefully you watch it every december as you should what does kevin what does kevin desire he wants to protect his home what person cannot relate to that Well, when we have God's Word, Scripture, and the story of Jesus, we have something significant. We have something that touches every person. We have a story about a loving God saving a frustrating people through the sacrifice of His own Son. Everyone knows deep down they need saving in some way or another. Well, the Bible story comes along and says, Here's the foundational way you need saving. All the other healing and help and saving comes from that. When we communicate to people, to people's inner drives about the significant things in life, it really opens the door for change. I know that was a lot, but what I hope you've heard is my personal calling and the journey in ministry and specifically preaching, what we set out to accomplish in the practical ministries department, and, and just a couple areas where where I think we're on the cutting edge of communicating with culture accurately.
0: Yeah, and that's excellent. And I, I think for our listeners, you know, if you—and uh, and this is really my prayer throughout this whole series— is that as you are listening, you're evaluating your calling— in life, and hopefully the examples that uh, that we're sharing of not only our own personal calling, but the things that we're doing with our students uh, will also help inspire you and encourage you in your walk as you attempt to identify Uh, those unique areas where God has gifted you and what he's calling you to do. So, Dr. Sanders, thank you for sharing that. Uh, You know, if you are interested in learning more about Dallas Christian College, who we are, uh, how we go about this uh, process of educating and mentoring our students so that they can Uh, be uh, students who are engaged in their calling to the work of Christ in the church and in the world. We encourage you to uh, check out our website, www.dallas.edu, and there you can find out uh, more about our degree programs as well as scholarships that we have available. Uh, This is a very good time for especially students who are graduating high school and looking to transition into the next season of their life. Uh, We've got preview day coming up this spring and some opportunities for you to learn more about who we are. But for now, we want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Our Calling, the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. We pray that you have a great day, that uh, God continues to bless you and encourage you as we begin this new year, 2023. Until next time, take care, stay safe, and God bless.